Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base. JonesWalker.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers Comp. From Commander's Palace Restaurant in the Garden District in New Orleans, we're out to lunch with Peter Raschuti. Peter Raschuti is Tulane University's A.B. Freeman School of Business professor and director of the award-winning Birkenrode Reports. It's business, New Orleans style. Hi, I'm Peter Raschuti. Welcome to Out to Lunch. Typically, nationwide businesses start out in a big city where there's a big market. As the brand grows and demand grows with it, the business gradually spreads across the country to ever smaller markets until eventually everybody's within a few miles of, say, a Walgreens. There are notable exceptions to this pattern. For example, the largest retailer on earth, Walmart, started out as a single store in Rogers, Arkansas. In New Orleans, we've gotten used to getting national brands long after they've made it big in other places. Uh, Trader Joe's comes to mind, as does Target, and even Walmart itself is a relatively recent addition to Orleans Parish. But with the entrepreneurial climate here in New Orleans about as hot as our summer, we're not a brand afterthought anymore. Quite the opposite. We're a city where brands originate. New Orleanian Lauren Myerskoff launched a brand here called Cocktail and Sons. Cocktail and Sons makes all-natural, handcrafted syrups designed for classic cocktails. They're used by professional bartenders across the country and home bartenders as well for making drinks like an old-fashioned mojito, Tom Collins, Gimlet, and more. They're also used for making newfangled modern cocktails and non-alcoholic drinks. Lauren, welcome out to lunch. Hi, nice. thanks for having me. Uh, Lauren, I'm not a bartender, but like most people, I mix drinks at home and I've sat at way too many bars watching real bartenders make drinks. Once in a while, a bartender will add simple syrup or bitters, but I was under the impression that it is frowned upon as a major amateur hour no-no for a real bartender to use a margarita mix or a Tom Collins mix out of the bottle. I realized that's not what cocktail and sun syrups are, but what in fact, are they? And when would a serious bartender use them? Ah, uh, yes, you're talking about the, the death to the sour mix movement. Oh, I know, I had no idea. That's, uh, <laughs> it's catchy. Yes, it's, a it's, uh, it's bartenders saying no to things that came up in the 90s, neon-colored margarita mixes with artificial flavors and colors. Um, we are, uh, like you said, a line of all-natural handcrafted syrups. So we use sugarcane from Three Brothers Farms uh, outside of Lafayette, and we go local wherever we can. Uh, Johnsdale Farms uh, strawberries from Ponchatoula. We use uh, Indian Springs Farmers Co-op watermelons from Petal, Mississippi. Um, and that sets us apart from, I think, the, the our our competition. Yeah, I can um, imagine so. Yeah. So where would a professional bartender use these syrups? Yeah. Um, well, our slogan is complex syrups for simple drinks. So it's any time they want to add a little oomph. All of our syrups were designed with specific spirits in mind. So for example, our honeysuckle peppercorn syrup complements agave products like tequilas, mezcals. Uh, so it's instead of holding back some of those grass notes that you might get in the salinity, it amplifies them and blends harmoniously, if you will. And, and how do you market this? I mean, it, I look at, there's a zillion bartenders out there. You can't go to each of the, uh, one of them one by one. What do you do? Well, uh, my husband, Max, and I, when we founded this company, were lucky enough to have 22 years of collective bartending experience behind us. Uh, so we 
actually had some of the bartenders come to us when we were getting started. Um, we uh, then go through, uh, to individual markets, we go through uh, distributors uh, who actually pinpoint uh, the accounts that they think would be best for us. Oh, now, these, these folks, these bartenders, is it a kind of a clicky group? In other words, once you get three or four people hooked on it, they're going to tell their buddies? Oh, you're going to get me in trouble. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Are they the best salespeople, I guess? They, That's whatever. You know, it helps immensely. The bartenders have, uh, especially craft bartenders, have formed uh, a very strong community. Uh, and to be a part of that community is really amazing. But yes, once you get in, you have those people advocating for you. Uh, it has helped enormously. And where you're in New Orleans, but you're outside of New Orleans too. How did, where do you go and how do you decide where you're going? So yes, we have distributorship, I think in nine states now, including uh, Washington, D.C. You look for people in the states that have the most drinkers? Not necessarily. Good state to start in, honestly. by the way. Uh, well, obviously you start in Louisiana. <laughs> um, uh, I mean, New Orleans is the birthplace of the cocktail, right? When did you make your first product? Oh, um, December of 2014, and our company was officially launched on January 5th, 2015. And wh where are these made? Uh, well, we were making them at home under cottage law at first, but now, uh, we <laughs> yeah, I got tired of my kitchen I, being sticky. I remember when the feds broke in. I thought that was a great day. Yeah, it was, a, yep. it, was a, it was a sad day for us. <laughs> um, no, we, uh, we outgrew Cottage Law. It's only up to $20,000 of product, so we outgrew it very quickly in our first year. And we uh, went to Edible Enterprises out in Norco, which is a uh, commercial kitchen. They're an incubator. We've heard a lot of people go that way. That's uh, yeah, Rather than build your fantastic. own facility right away, that's pretty terrific. It's fantastic. They gave us such a great start. And, you know, you talked about bartenders, but you're, uh, you also talk about home bar, what some people would call a wet bar. Now, I don't have that my in-laws do another generation back uh, but is it coming back i sure hope so <laughs> um yeah i remember when i was a kid my dad had a wet bar and he constantly uh entertained the, one of my first memories um is my dad trying to make bananas foster uh with one that's how the first rum. home burned down i remember yeah, that it, that was it <laughs> did indeed it uh it left a burn mark in the ceiling <laughs> really? that was my first that's memory true. is okay. him lighting our ceiling on fire um yeah, so I, I wanted to kind of have that same experience that he had uh, with my friends. I want to be able to bring them over to our house and entertain them. And when we started this product, that was our main focus. And what is a, a, a craft bartender? Mm. Uh, somebody that is not just pouring beers, I guess. Somebody uh, who wears an arm garter. Um, <laughs> <laughs> with showgirls, yes. With they, a, yeah, so the, with a little mustache. <laughs> um, a craft bartender uh, can be anybody. It could be somebody at home, too. You know, uh, a craft bartender is somebody who is familiar with the classics, certainly, and maybe somebody who experiments outside of the classics. Um, but I think a craft bartender is pretty much anybody who can make a, an outstanding cocktail. Did you and your husband meet in a bar? We did. Oh, so good. We did. We met in a bar. <laughs> I was so glad it wasn't a yoga retreat or something. Oh, with, thank you know, God. With, yeah. you know, with your, what industry you're in. That's, uh, <laughs> that, is, uh, that is terrific. They, uh, uh, how big are you? I mean, uh, does it, do you have like targets? Uh, is there a certain amount of revenue and then a, a goal coming out each year? Um, yeah, we are... Uh, we're at the 200,000 mark right now. Oh, that's pretty terrific. Yeah. 
Um, we are actually we're going for the Goldman Sachs Ten Thousand Small Businesses. You are. Yes, well, that's a uh, great organization. So yeah, I cross your fingers for us. We You've got some great coverage. I mean, Forbes selected your four pack of syrups as like one of the seven great gifts for people that love that kind of stuff. Yes, uh, we have had amazing luck and great PR. Uh, don't forget Garden and Gun. Uh, oh, and, yes, and, and Playboy and Maxim. Playboy, I what know. What are you doing? How did you Finally, end up in these Finally, Dad, I made it to Playboy. <laughs> it's been a goal of yours for years. <laughs> <and>, uh, <laughs> see, I wasn't going to bring it up, but you just thought uh, the... Uh, it's, uh, but you, know, you have another, another life. You are actually in... Secretly, you're an attorney, right? Secretly. Yeah. Yes. Do you still practice law? I don't anymore. Um, I practiced in New York for two years past the bar there uh, and then when we moved back the uh, Louisiana bar is so different uh, hey, that's a bar Napoleonic too code. that's yes. so great it's I all coming together I can't get away from the bar no, they <laughs> need a 10-step program or something <laughs> this is uh, this is and it, Max your husband is 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 it a full-time position for him yes for wow. both of us wow that is uh, that is great Lauren these products what are they an alternative to so uh, these products are an alternative to drink mixes. So uh, we kind of follow the Betty Crocker theory. Uh, <laughs> I, don't it's, uh, I don't remember Betty in this industry, but go ahead. There's <laughs> a, <yeah. laughs> um, in the 1950s, when Betty Crocker came out with the cake mixes, it was everything included. You just added water and you had a cake. And housewives wouldn't buy it because it was a one-size-fits-all solution. They didn't feel like they were accomplishing very much. They didn't feel like they were making it. So Betty Crocker took out a couple of ingredients, and now you have to add eggs and oil and water, but now you feel like you're making something. So we wanted to uh, kind of take that approach. So it's not a one-size-fits-all drink mix. If you like it a little sweeter, you add a little bit more syrup. If you like it a little tartar, you add a little bit more lemon. If you want some more bitters, you go ahead and do that. And a, the, a true craft bartender appreciates that, I imagine, because it's, it's... I imagine, but a, a true home bartender will appreciate that, too. <laughs> yeah, I would, I would imagine. Let's run through what these products are and, and kind of what's in them. We know they're all natural. Mm -hmm. what, what are they? Okay, so uh, we have a core four line that we do year-round. It's our Spice Demerara, uh, Honeysuckle Peppercorns, uh, Oleosaccharum, and Mint and Lemon Verbena. Uh, so each of those was created for specific drinks. For example, the mint and lemon verbena is your smash or julep or mojito solution. Uh, the honeysuckle peppercorn uh, is great in a margarita. Uh, the oleosaccharum, which is Latin for oiled sugar, is just a process by I, which we I, extract. I didn't know that. I take very little Latin. But yes, yeah, uh, Latin for oiled sugar. It, it's a process that is very old school. It's uh, you take lemon and orange peels and toss them with sugar and it draws all of the oil out of the peels. So you're left with this very fragrant sugar and we make that into a syrup. Uh, so that's perfect for daiquiris or Tom Collins. You know, the each w and the Spice Demerara is just a fantastic old fashioned solution. Do, so do you have more up your sleeve? Oh, absolutely, absolutely. We have seasonals, of course. Uh, we have the uh, Fashionola, which was uh, the original hurricane syrup. You did that with it partnered with Ruth Chris on something. We did. We did. We uh, partnered with uh, all the Ruth, Ruth's Chris nationwide. They have a big, easy hurricane on their menu right now. Oh, cool. With our fashionola. It's very now, exciting. You know, you, we, we just throw these things around like these magazine articles and partnerships. Uh, are you the person that's, that's out there knocking on doors and making these connections? Sometimes. Sometimes it's me. Sometimes it's my husband, Max. Um, but all the time, they it's, don't just, it's happen, just the two of us. Yeah. Yeah. There's, they deserve a lot of... 
a lot of credit for that. We're, we're very busy people. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, this is the part of the show we call another great idea. Maybe you've got a friend like this, someone who's always got a great idea for you. Uh, they tell you about this job you should apply for, or that guy you should have a cup of coffee with, or a great investment opportunity you should jump on. Now, you can take advice like this, and it turns out to be a disaster. You can dismiss this advice and miss out on something that might have turned out really great, or you can take your friend's advice and it turns out to be the best thing that ever happened to you. Do you have an example in your life or career of a friend who had a great idea for you? Did you take their advice and, and how did it turn out? I was in my second year of law school and I was working at a job and I was taking a full course load. I was very, very stressed out. And I was G-chatting with one of my friends in New York and she said, you should come to New York for spring break. And, and at I this said, time, you're, let's see, you're in Cleveland at Case yes, Western, right? Yeah. Yes, go I was Indians. in Cleveland at the time. And uh, <laughs> yes, yeah, go Indians. <laughs> um, and, and she said, you're really stressed out. You really need a break. Just come to New York for three or four days. And I said, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to drive to New York eight hours through the snow to New York for spring break. And I did. And I got in that night. And the first thing that she did, she said, we have to go out to this bar. And I said, okay. So we got on the subway. We're going out to this bar in the West Village, or yeah, the East Village. And she said, there's this guy. He's going to show up there. He's really cool. I really think you guys would get along. He has a girlfriend, but none of us like her. And I said, <laughs> okay, all right, no problem. And when he walked in after we got settled and we ordered our beer, uh, my face went numb and my heart skipped a beat. And I looked at him and that's when I met my husband. What a great story. <laughs> Thank you. Oh. So if I wouldn't have taken her advice, I don't think we ever would have met. And uh, the rest is history. And the Serbs probably wouldn't be here, there you right? Go. They, yeah. Uh, and or, you do or our child. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> true. Yeah, okay. Well, take it another step. They, uh, you know, you're part of a great movement in New Orleans, which is where, um, you know, one spouse is from Louisiana mm -hmm. and somehow by hook or by crook gets the other spouse here. And that's how we get our smartest people. It's very yeah. cool. I dragged him down here. <laughs> it's not a hard sell, was it? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah. No, for two bartenders. You're listening to Out to Lunch. I'm Peter Raschuti. I'm talking with Lauren Myerskoff, co-founder of Cocktail and Sons. They make all natural serves for making cocktails. Lauren, I'm glad it worked out, but you know, spring break is actually supposed to be spent in Florida or the Caribbean. I don't, right. I don't know if you've been reading some yeah, of the brochures. Yeah, I didn't really have a bikini body, so. <laughs> I'm glad you found this guy. This is, uh, <laughs> this is now, I, when you're talking about trying to settle two different markets, the professional market and the home market, mm -hmm. it's a very different sell. I mean, how do you get your arms around that? Um, it, it, is a, it is a hard sell. So uh, we take a dual approach. Um, when we are going uh, on-premise to bars and restaurants, we make uh, the approach about convenience for them. You don't want to um, add into your... Uh, hours for labor. You don't want your best bartenders over a pot for a couple hours trying to make these syrups for these classic cocktails and these specialty cocktails. Uh, you want to manage your workforce in a way that works for them. Uh, and when we're talking about the home bar, we're talking about this is something for you to take your drink making to the next level. Uh, so it's, it's, it's actually a very similar approach for both of them. And who are you selling at this? Tweaked. Is the bartender or the owner? Sometimes it's a bar manager, sometimes it's an owner. Um, but y it's that bartender you're trying to get that feel from where it's his or her cocktail now, right? Yeah, 
Yeah, it, I mean, it really helps when you have uh, both people present. But for example, uh, I was at uh, the apothecary at Brent's Pharmacy in Jackson, Mississippi the other day, and I got lucky enough to have both the bartender and the bar manager there. So we got two different experiences from them. But in the end, both of them made astounding, like amazing drinks with the syrup. So. It, I mean, it turned out great either way. Is it a movement like beers where, you know, people don't want the, the traditional national brand? They want to think it's a, a craft, uh, craft product, it's made regionally. Is, is that ca catching on? I, I think so. I think that that's part of it. Uh, you know, the local spirits are going through a big boom too right now. Uh, craft spirits have taken a percentage of the market. Uh, it's really astounding in the past couple of years. Uh, and I think this is a good complement to that. One thing though, we talked about how well you've done and such, but it took enormous courage to do this, right? I mean, that, that's the part that I think a lot of listeners have trouble with. Honestly, uh, when we started our company, I was seven and a half months pregnant. <laughs> um, and we had- So far, so good. Right? Oh, great. Um, I, I highly, uh, if anybody's ever thinking about this, please do not start your company while you're having a in baby. In the third trimester, <laughs> <No>. yes. <laughs> it's, it's way more work than you want to handle. Um, but no, I, it seems like it should be courageous, but honestly, I would not have had it any other way. There was no doubt in my mind when we started this company that this was what we were going to do. Was there a plan B? No. <laughs> so I'm really happy <laughs> it worked out. <laughs> hey, if you weren't doing this, what would you be doing? Seems like you, you're, you're an entrepreneur by spirit, I think. Oh, well, uh, um, I mean, I want to think of myself that way, sure. Uh, <laughs> I, honestly, I would probably still be in bars and restaurants. Uh, I really enjoy the work. Uh, I, I liked being an attorney, but there was always somebody who was not happy to see you. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose that is true. Right, but being the bartender, everybody's always happy to see oh, you. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's, uh, you may, and you're kind of like a psychologist. And, and uh, armchair psychology is my specialty. It really it's, <laughs> it's my hobby, yeah. <laughs> now we talked about how well you've been able to get into these magazines for features and such, but what about just plain advertising? Where do you do it? Or don't you? We don't. You don't? We don't advertise. Um, honestly, I think word of mouth is uh, one of the best advertisements that you can have. And, uh, and that's what we rely on. And really. we talked about the way you get into the commercial market, but I... You sound like that home market could become a, a big part of your business. What do you do? I mean, are you fighting for shelf space with everybody else? Do they get it? Yeah, we do, and uh, it's, it's hard because we are pretty much the leaders in this market at this point. There's not a whole lot of options that are similar to ours. So the other, you're not the, uh, the big ones would be these traditional ones we think of with right. no with natural. Right, artificial colors Right, flavors, right. Yeah. But you're one of the big ones in this side of it. Yes, uh, well, I, I, I hope so. I like to think we are. Um, yeah, no, uh, we, are, we are competing for shelf space along with those, but more and more I think people are looking for an alternative, so it's not as difficult as it could be. And what, when you're talking about uh, shelf space, what are you trying to convince them? That it'll move? Yes, that yeah. people will understand what they can do with it and that it will move. And do you think, uh, we talked about the bartenders, so you need to talk to them and such. What about the home market? I mean, do you think you... 
you need to get in front of people and kind of, I mean, for instance, at a liquor store, do a demonstration or we something? Do. Like we you do. We do tastings. We do tastings at a liquor store. I stores. usually get like just cheese and things like that. That's great. Right. There's actually, uh, <laughs> there, that is. Uh, <laughs> um, Rouse's and Martin Wine have been very good to us, allowing us to do a lot of, um, a lot of presentations at their stores. Uh, so we, uh, we were able to put it in front of consumers and once they get their hands on it, of course, you know, somebody wants to show off, we have the perfect product and I think that's really how it's making the rounds. I just thought of that. You can give cheese to anybody, but you have to check people's IDs to give them away at the, in the aisle? Well, not the cocktail syrups themselves, because oh, yeah. you're going to be making up a cocktail. Yes, yes. it's like, where did 13-year-old Johnny go? He's in right. aisle three. <laughs> you know, there's that. He's, he's asleep in the freezer <laughs> aisle. <laughs> Despite the fact that I've been hosting this show for over six years and in the business school at Tulane for around 30 years, it continues to surprise me that I keep meeting fascinating people like you, Lauren. Someone I didn't know 30 minutes ago who is quietly running a successful nationwide business from right here in New Orleans. Congratulations on your successes to date. We'll be following what I'm sure will be continued success in the future. And thanks for taking the time to join me today on Out to Lunch. Thank you for having me. This has been great. My guest on Out to Lunch today has been Lauren Myerskoff, the co-founder and operations director of Cocktails and Sons. You can find out more about Lauren's syrups by following the links on our websites, itsneworleans.com and wwno.org. Our show is recorded live over lunch at Commander's Palace in New Orleans. Commander's Palace serves lunch Monday through Friday, jazz brunch on Saturday and Sunday with live music and dinner seven nights a week. The producer of our show is Grant Morris. Our technical producer is Eric Merle. And our researcher is Matthew Ellison. Mitchell Foreman wrote and performs all the music on Out to Lunch. Mitch's music is available wherever great jazz is sold, streamed, or stolen. And at MitchellForeman.com. You can get the show as a podcast. You can listen to past shows. You can keep up with us on all kinds of social media by going to our websites, www.no.org and itsneworleans.com. Out to Lunch is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com and WWNO 89.9 FM. I'm Peter Raschuti. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to meeting you again next week around the table here at Commander's Palace for more business New Orleans style on Out to Lunch. Major support for Out to Lunch is provided by the law firm of Jones Walker, established in 1937 with over 375 attorneys in offices throughout the U.S., providing a comprehensive range of services to a local, national, and international client base, joneswalker.com. Additional support comes from Luba Workers' Comp, 